Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Well, hello there. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Hello. For those of you uh, who are watching this on youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos, we've uh, we've moved Matt Knight around in the frame. So he's... Uh, you he's, shouldn't have said anything. He's, he's, should have waited to he's see a little bit bigger. Yeah, we should have maybe waited. He's well, bit, I mean, there's no one here yet. No, there's so no one in we'll the chat. Um, he's a bit bigger and uh, now it looks like we're looking directly at him when we talk to him. So, yes. uh, so all good. Um, for those of you listening on audio, you won't appreciate that. But um, thanks very much for, for joining mm. us as well. Um... It's the last one of the year. It's the last oh. podcast. We've made it through another year. Well, it's, 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 not, it's not the last one for the listeners. No, it's, it's the, the last, last it's the last one. live one this oh, year. Yes. And then I was thinking about it. We're going to be back on like... We're going to take next week off because that's gear of the year. Yes. Uh, and then the week in between Christmas and New Year, there's going to be some video stuff going up. But there's no podcasting. Uh, I think yeah. maybe we'll do a Patreon. Thing. There'll be some, There'll pa- be some last year, content. didn't we do a we did, uh, we did a movie Spinal commentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do something else like Jurassic Park. We'll do some Patreon mm. stuff, but there'll be no live ones now until I think something like the tenth or the eighth, yes. something like that. It'll be the that week. Yeah, not the first week of January, but the the second bit of January um, because. We've been doing loads of stuff recently. We've been doing loads of Gear of the Year. Gear of the Year, I edited all of the episodes this weekend. Total combined running time, six hours and one minute. Right. Oh. Okay. Starting from next Monday, uh, five episodes covering the Gear of the Year, as I'm sure you'll know if you're a keen podcast listener. So, um, And we've been doing that. We've been doing loads of videos. There's at least one more uh, top five video coming out this year. Um, and then there's the Gear of the Year videos, which will be the week between Christmas and New Year. Just summing up our uh, our podcast deliberations. If by the way, if you watch this podcast primarily on YouTube um, and you don't uh, download the audio version, the Gear of the Year podcasts are only going to be available on the audio version, like the full podcast uh, where we talk for up to about two hours um, about our gear of the year in that particular category um so you need to go and make sure you subscribe on itunes or downcast or um 
upcast probably that might be a thing that's yeah, probably um, a thing it's probably a thing um, and you'll get the full uh, deliberations if you don't want to do that and you just want to know what we awarded gear of the year in each of the categories there will be like video countdowns coming to the YouTube channel as well so people quite like top fives yeah I think we've noticed on our channel that people are quite into top fives yeah. um, that's why we do a lot of them so mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of all the business out of the way really how have you guys been Matt Knight we've not spoken to you since um, well last week really how are you um, how are you doing I am good. Um, bit of like sort of sad news. Um, every couple months, I go to Denmark Street because I'm usually in town, and I'm like, I might as well walk past and have a look. And we all know. I mean, everyone knows that. Obviously, it's not what it used to be. For those who, because we've got a fair <laughs> few American listeners, I think probably yeah. worth pointing out, Denmark Street is like, or historically has been the like shop the in Mecca. London. So, yeah, yeah, shop shop in London that. Started off with loads of songwriters, and then there was loads of music stores and stuff there as well. Yeah, there were studios there. I think the the Rolling Stones recorded their first record there. Jimi Hendrix had a flat near there. Like it was like the music place in the sixties. Yeah. You know? Um, and the shops were were world famous, but I, there's just nothing there. It's so weird. There's nothing yeah. there, and the Wonjo's shops still just there. don't have the stock. One Joe's no, still well, there. No, one Joe's. Wanjo's had four stores across the whole street and mm. they've now condensed that into two. Yeah. And, you know, the stock selection is... They, they, unfortunately, I think these these shops just physically can't buy some of the bigger brands. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. don't have the space. I think that's the problem now is that, you know, you've got stores that have, you know, that have a big space. I mean, one of the big news announcements for stores in the UK was that Peach Guitars have decided to combine their smaller arts and crafts centre store and their bigger unit in Colchester into one massive three-floored guitar store. Yeah, that's going to be um, mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be huge. It's like 50,000 square feet or something ridiculous. It's Bonkers. Huge. Bonkers. And yeah, I just, like, I went in and, and the stock selection wasn't great. They didn't have many amps. And, you know, they've, there's a couple of newer not stores peach. there. You're not talking about Peach now. No, no, okay. I'm talking Dem- about Denmark, Denmark Street. Street. Yes, yeah, yeah, no. And I think like the whole, um, as you go up to Hank's Guitars, one of the really famous ones, there's a window that looks out the back and where there was loads of old buildings, it's now just this huge building site where they're making room for for Crossrail. And um, yeah, I just I just think it's a shame, you know, there's, there's not as much vibe there. Yeah. I remember I went there, you know, um, 12, 13 years ago and the most expensive pedal and I've mentioned it before on podcasts the most expensive pedal I ever bought at the time was a Line 6 FM4 and I bought it from Turnkey on, on the corner and there were so many shops and so much stuff to have a look at because it was one of the only places you could go and see so many different things and now it's just like yeah it's a shame it's just there's nothing there one shop literally almost had nothing in it really um, yeah. four or five are closed they're just boarded up yeah, we lost Vintage and Rare, which were, was there, obviously. That was a great yeah, shop. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of sheet music shops, but it's just bars and, and coffee shops now all yeah. on one side. And a hairdresser's. I, um, and a hairdresser's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bought my first, the first ever guitar that I bought with my own money on Denmark Street, which was a Washburn XB120 Bantam bass. Oh, nice. Which was a uh, um, active... Still had a P bass pickup. I think it had a jazz bass pickup as well. Ooh. I know. Tell me about it. Active... Uh, had a, like an active bass boost in it. Oh, cool. um, yeah, got that instead of getting a Squire Precision. So oh, you know, making good choices early on. Yeah, yeah one of the um, the one thing I did see though, which is obviously why these you know these stores obviously must be selling something in London. You know, rates are very high. And as I walked into one store, someone was buying 
and a seven thousand pound Les Paul custom right. for his first guitar with a what? 59 pound orange amp <laughs> that is tragic I was like, can't I, can't I was like oh dear um, can't have it up loud in the bedroom so you know yeah, spend uh, all the money just, on it it, you know and obviously I know everyone obviously is not going to like take those sort of guitars and gig with them but it's just you're kind of really not maybe getting the best out of your <laughs> instrument out of your 7,000 pounds it's sort of like no. buying a Ferrari and trying to drive it around a school playground <laughs> it's just, it's very good pointless very good um but yeah, so that was that was one thing I thought was just uh, was a massive shame, really. Yeah, it, it did used to be great. I grew up quite close to um, to there, so we used to go every every weekend. Uh, well, every know, weekend, a lot of weekends. Yeah, we were a the, lot of weekends. We were the people. We were the <laughs> annoying kids that couldn't like um, couldn't buy anything. Yeah, that obviously couldn't buy anything, and just were were looked at quite frownily in places like Hanks and vintage and rare yeah yeah. it was a super cool place I think I bought my first serious base there as well you mean there was something that you did every week when people didn't really want you to be there <laughs> <laughs> you sort of had a real good time every t- time but secretly well not even secretly quite openly the other people involved didn't want you to be there <laughs> yes <it's> really <laughs> the story of my life talking of things that are a shame Joe Bratton you've been recording this weekend mm. <laughs> How did yes, that go? Have. Yes, it was good. It was good. I was just doing some live tracking, but uh, it was great. I played. Um, we played a, a show on Saturday night. We recorded all day Saturday. Played a show on Saturday night in London, which was really good because we packed out um, a venue that I really like with the Sea Bright Arms, and um, and then recorded all day Sunday, which I was not so good for. Um, <laughs> I but, bet those takes sound great. Oh, yeah, we'll wait and see. I was I was concerned that I was actually having a heart attack at one point. <laughs> Um, I was, yeah, I was not 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 in a in a good position at all. But yes, it was really good. Um, lots of stuff. Um, okay, we we played actually with Upsy Downsy. Uh, oh yeah, I love Downsy. I, I like their um their first record better than their new stuff. They have seven albums. There. Yeah, yeah, I They've like been the first around for fifteen years. Oh, yeah, I knew about them before you, you did. Don't know that. Yeah, they're, well, they're uh, they're really cool. Uh, I really like those guys. Their guitarist uses three amps and four pedal boards. Um, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's was that the because I because I couldn't make it. You can make it. it I tried to send you a and picture and it didn't. And send. it's raining. Yeah. yeah. You said um, you're going to miss out on all of this. Yeah. And, and, and the picture didn't send. Anything. It was. I took so, a, a picture of the guitarist pedal board because he goes through two. Um, he goes through an orange rocker thirty through a four twelve, and then he has another weird old orange that he shoved stickers on. Like it said, like one sixty at the end. But I've no idea what it was. It could just be like an old. I mean, they did. I mean, that's the cool thing about oranges. They did a load of like yeah, random gear in like the 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 sixties and it just was kind of unusual like slave shape. power amps and stuff like that. And yeah, could have mixes. And he had a sun amp as well, which he was running through a bass cab. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, which is that super must have sounded cool. huge. Yeah, all going through a Gibson three three five and occasionally an SG and four pedal boards, nice. just filled with fuzz. Um, yeah, it really was great. Good. And uh, what else occurred? Oh, uh, Tim, our guitarist, managed. He uses one of these. Do you know Digitech made these little uh, things that you can put on pedal controls, so you can control them with your feet. Oh, like, like a large lever. Yeah, lever, they look. Lever. They, they look like a um, like a big. Like, like they look like a drum key. Yeah, exactly. But, that's but you put them on. Yeah, so Tim has one of those on his uh, on his uh, DM2W, his most used pedal yeah. on his board probably, and um, and accidentally kicked it and it snapped off the whole control midway through the show with the delay pedal stuck on full. So that made that the the uh, the rate repeat 
stuck on full so that made that quite interesting whenever it was used for the rest of the set so it was just <laughs> uh, do you mean not feedback all yeah, the way feedback up basically all the way right. up, yeah. fine so, so it was just oscillating the entire time basically yeah, it was great okay so uh, sounds so, good so that was fun and uh, I had such a good time and was so inebriated that I decided to throw my bass behind me at the end of the show and it really got damaged really I've, actually, I've got some chunks of it in my pocket I don't want that um, don't bring your and, old uh, tat to this podcast yeah sorry uh, and uh, one of the tuning pegs snapped off which wow, made wow that is a huge chunk made recording the next day uh, quite fun having to uh, I duct taped it back on in the end but it was fine but I've got these chunks obviously listeners I'm afraid you can't see but they are full That's, wood and finish that was how, how would you describe how big that is <clears throat> it's like a uh, uh, I'd it looks say like a uh, really. It looks like I one of the, it looks like one of those crisps that you get at the bottom of the packet, which is like really uh, unsatisfying. But that's quite a big a big bit of finish to come off your base. Yeah, where's that from? Substantial. Uh, just where I rest my arm, which is quite annoying. The next day, it's really Wh- rough. Which base is this? Uh, this is a classic vibe jazz base. Ah, uh, yeah. I wonder why it was silver. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. See, if that had been your nitro base, that I probably know. would have just kept on there. and yeah. uh, <laughs> It would have just had a massive dent in it. Yeah, it would, <laughs> exactly. look, it would look really cool. Yeah, but it looks silly, so I'm going to have to sand that out later. But that's okay, it was cool. I need to change the tuners now, but that's all right. It was fun. <laughs> Did was one of the tuners it. snap? Uh, yeah, yeah. Completely off? Well, no, just uh, there are two parts on right. the cheaper ones. Uh, so the, um, the, the actual peg element of it came out. So I was able to just sort of put it back in and wrap some duct tape around it. Okay. It's fine. Saved it. Saved yeah, the gig. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was all right. Good stuff. Jay Cross, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I, you know what? Well, whilst Joe was sat there talking about what he's been up to, I was trying to think about what I've been up to. What have you been up to? I can't Cross? really think of what, about what I've been up to. Wow, you were that hammered all week. No, not really. No, I've just been, I don't know. Nothing that exciting. Have Let you got around to playing guitar this week? I haven't played guitar this week. Jay I haven't Cross. had a chance to. I've been too busy You've doing been I don't know what. I've got band practice tomorrow, though. Relegated from this podcast. I do have a, um, well, sort of a band practice. I've actually got a band practice on Wednesday. Uh, and I've got like a, like a... I don't really like calling it a jam. But that's kind of what it is. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that because is you just, never a jam. But I also don't want to call it a writing session. Because it's not that either. Like basically, I'm just meeting up with a uh, friend of the podcast, Dan Grace, Danny G, to like figure out a couple of songs before we have an actual band practice on uh, on Wednesday. So I've sort of been trying to think a little bit about that. Are you playing bass? I am playing bass. That makes sense. Yeah, you're American standard precision bass. Yes. So because of the addition of the American professional series, yes, um, I. Have never been that much of a fan of the American standard. I've okay. always been a bit like, meh, they're a bit middle of the road. They're not like vintage specs, so I'm not that interested. But I think now with the additional the addition of Fender Professional, I'm realising how important the American standards are. Yes. And I yeah. would recommend all listeners, if you can, buy them. Because most guitar shops are doing really good deals on American standards at the moment to make way for the professionals. But I really think just actually hearing them side by side Fender are taking a step back because they've realised that putting custom oh. shop pickups in a standard model was an unnecessary th- ah, thing to do so you think have you heard them then have you yeah I've heard side by side V mods versus custom shop pickups only on the bass specifically actually on the Stratocaster oh and I really the, I thought the Strat really lacked some but they really? weren't bad sounding but like side by side like I'm sure the V mod pickups 
are really great. I mean, I think it's a bit bad that they're naming the pickups after a type of Squire bass. Yeah, vintage mod. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, but, I hadn't um, thought about that before, yeah. But um, I, I just thought, side by side, the custom shops really showed just how good they are. And I think it's a real Not shame. Not custom shops, you mean custom shop pickups. In yeah, the custom shop pickups, sorry. That's, that's what American I'm standard. specifically talking about the pickups. But yes, they yeah, just, the... They just was so... They, like, when they put those pickups in, in 2012... It was just like they just transformed those yeah. guitars. Well, that whole series, they really transformed them from what was a pretty good guitar, pretty good range, to a guitar that was worth way more than yeah. they were charging for it. And, and I, I think we all got so used to yeah, completely. Th- them just being like that. And now that they're going and pretty much gone, I'm like, yeah, I think the 2012... Fender American Standard Range is actually something that will probably be a bit legendary in 12, the future. 2012 to 2016, yeah. like some good years. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's not, apart from that and the narrow... So t- narrow tall frets, there's a deep, deep sea scene, profile, yeah. which it, which I, I prefer, that's fine. Yeah, okay. That's not a problem. The trim is pushing, not screwing. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. But I think that. really the crucial change is the, pickups, the pickups. Really crucially. Yeah. I mean, because of course we had the Shawbuckers previously anyway, but the change from Custom Shop to VMod. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. interested to hear them. Cause and, I, and just the, the monetary difference, I think. Yeah, an extra okay. couple hundred quid. It's It's... Well, it the, seems weird. I, I looked at the tellies as well for the first time this week because I don't think we talked about them last week. I looked at the tellies and um, the... So the... I keep wanting to call it the standard but it's not like the standard mm. professional like the normal telly yeah the they're like the Ameri- one that looks like a normal telly american professional telecaster yeah that one has got um so it's got uh brass saddles which the standards have not had for like but that's a good thing right you like brass saddles yeah i do i do think it's a good thing they're, it's like a compensated brass saddle so you know it's still i think uh, you know <laughs> it doesn't matter well you know yeah okay fair enough but so there's that and then there's also, and the thing that I got really confused about was they've announced a um, American professional deluxe, yeah, which looks like a seventy-two Telecaster deluxe. It does, but on the blurb, they've said in the late sixties and early seventies, people wanted their guitar to sound like it was an amp that was about to break up. So in 1973, we listened and produced the Telecaster Deluxe. But it's the Tele Deluxe came out in 72, right? Yeah. I'm not being... I'm not... I think, as far as I'm aware, 1972 is custom and deluxe. Matt, do you know any different to that? No, well, there was... Because they started... 69 was the first one. Well, that's Thin Line, though, custom isn't Custom was 69. Uh, yes, but didn't they do a Thin Line Deluxe at the same time? No. No, I don't think so. They I changed. It was... So it was 69 Thin Line, which is two single coils. Then the 70, 72 Telly and Deluxe. Uh, so, sorry, we had, Custom we had and one. Deluxe. We had one in GAC when we... Matty, do you remember we bought one in, an actual 72 Deluxe? He's thinking. Natural. No, not natural. An 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 actual. I I had a standard. No, I know you had a standard, but we bought in a a actual seventy-two deluxe in the classic seventy-two deluxe finish in black. I I can't actually remember. Yeah, we did. I think I remember. We did. We did. And yeah, I remember that. So Fender have said, I don't know what they're talking about. Fender have said in on their like their description, 
it's like, oh yeah, this is the, the we listen and we produce this in 1973. And I looked in a bunch of places to make sure I wasn't just going completely bananas. Yeah. But I looked on um, Music Radar, who have seemingly just copied what Fender wrote. Yeah. And then the Anderton's website, who have also just copied what Fender wrote. Well, the thing is, but they've done a 72... 72- Telecaster Deluxe as a, in Mexico as a, for, yeah. for years. Yeah, it's still current. So yeah. what's the 73? I think they're just, that must be a typo. Mugs. Uh, indeed, indeed. Um, what bugs me about that guitar is not full range humbuckers. No. So no. the reason yeah. that the Tele really Deluxe annoying. is so interesting is that it's full range humbuckers. So it will, Unless that's what they did in 73. No. Unless they did no, no, one no, of no, those. No, I don't know. It's always those. Um... And then, but yeah, it's just got those shorebuckers in, which are just like a kind of fairly modernish sounding humbucker. Yeah, um, it just—it seems a bit vibeless. This, well, they're just—they're just basically doing what they did last year with the Tele, the American Standard HH Telecaster, yeah, and calling it something different, yeah, yeah. and putting some pickup and, covers on it rather than uncovered, and putting a couple hundred quid on it. Well, yeah, I think and that is the other thing, like the, the the price difference between the standards and the professionals and especially now like everyone listening and watching, this is the time to get American standards because yeah, yeah. everyone's running out of stock and everyone's doing deals. So that it's like a it's like under a grand now to get yeah. an American standard whereas yeah, you're I've looking seen, at I've seen 13, like 899 and stuff like that. So yeah. I really think 1399 is the is the going price for like yeah, a yeah. Strat I, or a Tele. I really think those um those strats Probably more so than the tellies, because I had an American Standard Telly, a 2013, I think it was, American Standard Telly, and it was like I liked it, but it was, it was a little bit too clinical because it had like, um, you know, it had like the strap, the modern bridge, bridge and the modern and, tuners as well. Yeah, and it was just, it was just a little bit too clinical, I guess, for what I wanted. Um, but the strats, like, I never really liked strats until I played one of those American standards, and it, like, it really did make such a difference. Those, the Fat 50s, the Custom Shop Fat 50s pickups that they put in there are just such, I, I like, think they're so good. That yeah. series you can put up alongside a Sur and, and understand why people have stayed with Fender. Like yeah. They, they, they were absolutely brilliant. It was, it was like getting a, um, it was the ultimate workhorse because of having the, the modern hardware plus the custom shop pickups. You were kind of getting something way more reliable than a custom shop's ever going to be because custom shops are always trying to copy old bad bridge designs and yeah. old bad yeah. tuner designs. Yeah, it was. They were they were great, and I really didn't I didn't think anything of them until now, and I've realised how <laughs> how bad it is that they're going. I've been looking around to see if I can get one on a deal. The thing is, the Strats and Tellys I think are a bit of a misstep, but. Looking more closely at the Jags and Jazzmasters, yeah, yes. the Jazz the Jazzmaster in particular is awesome. Have you seen that they've got Nick Reinhardt to do the Fender? Have got Nick Reinhardt to do the video demos for the. I don't uh, know who that is. Um, he runs PedalsAndEffects.com with one okay, yeah, yeah, He plays yeah. in a band called Terra Melos. He's also the oh, yeah. guitarist in Death Grips. Okay. Um, but, oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Just yeah, so. such a classic, you know, product demonstrator. He yeah. plays in Death he's, Grips. He's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous because of, of course, they've got him doing the demo and he plays like relatively conventionally in order to demonstrate all the features and then at the end of all the videos because they've got one for every guitar and they've got different yeah. uh, you know respectable musician to to demo them and then at the end it's got him doing his own thing and it's just like time signatureless random noise like yes. it could be anything he could be, like- he could be playing like a bottle with a string tape but for it. the audience I think you, what you're about to say Jay is that the audience for that they're probably quite into that. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, that's why, like, Jay Maskis is 
or you know Jay Maskis is the, still the for me the like archetype for jazz master men for, for the jazz master I guess so and you know that's they're a kooky guitar aren't they They're, they've stepped so far away from what Fender intended them yeah absolutely for. absolutely I saw a yeah, couple the of the new one's got a different bridge haven't they have they got a proper bridge they've got a Mustang bridge oh yeah they've got Mustang bridge they've, yeah. they've solved everything the yeah. Jaguars are brilliant they've all got um, what's his name's signature controls what, uh, uh, Johnny Marr John, John, Johnny Marr they've all got Johnny Marr Do controls yeah. and Mustang bridges it's the best that's it's perfect. literally the best Jaguar the, that's ever come out the jazz masters have uh, just a volume and tone and a three way Gibson switch on them Perfect. It's great. They're really good. Yeah. So good. Totally. So good. Those, those are brilliant. A, I just kind of wish they'd been their own thing. Speaking of, um, whilst we're talking about uh, Jaguars and Jazz Masters, I, I don't know if this was... I don't think we talked about this last week, did we? And it's not on the agenda today. Um, have you seen these rumours and, like... We don't talk about rumours. It's all cold, hard facts on this I'm podcast. I'm going to talk about a rumour. I'm going to talk about a rumour because <laughs> I saw it on a... Uh, I saw it on uh, the internet. Okay. Well, um, not the internet. I know. It must be it's, true. It's a... Uh, apparently... Affinity Jazzmaster. Uh, yes. What? Um, Affinity Jazzmaster. I saw it because someone on one of the Facebook groups that I follow went to a trade show in Australia. Yes. And Fender were there showing off their new Squire Affinity Jazzmaster. Also, a baritone yeah. Jaguar. Not Affinity. No, I don't think it was no. Affinity, but it was a Squire. Wait, what yeah. Another, they do now vintage cool. mod. Sorry? Because the, the jazz mask they do now they is do a vintage baritone, yeah. yeah, they do well, a baritone yeah, the stand, jazz the normal ones are, Yeah, the normal ones are Vim, uh, Vim Mod, and then they also do the, the Squire baritone so jazz mask. So it's just master. like an even cheaper one. Yeah. yeah. I think the problem with that is, though, is that it's, there's so many flaws in the Vim Mod one. Why make an even because cheaper this one? Because yeah. this is a HH. It's a Finity... It's Affinity... Ja- I think it was an Affinity Jazzmaster HH. But they... So it's not... Go on, mate. So it's two humbuckers offset rather than like an yeah. actual yeah yeah. Jacket now, or jazz I, master I used to own a Squire like Silver Series Sparkle Silver yes. double humbucker yeah the jazz ma- Jaguar no it's called a Jag uh, master. Jagmaster Jagmaster yeah, yeah. that was it yeah they were pretty affinity quality. There's been two types of the uh, Jagmaster. There was one in the uh, Vista series. Right. Oh, which, maybe it was Vista. I said silver. I you did. Vista. Vista. They were not affinity quality. No. They are some of the best guitars that Squire have ever made. Oh, yeah. They're worth quite a lot of money now. They are. Well, oh, maybe mine wasn't Vista then. They also did another one, which... So did it have a regular Jazzmaster body or was it reversed? No, it was regular. In that case, it was the cheaper one, right, which yeah. was... Uh, Squire Standard Series. Right. So Standard Series released their silver yeah. sparkle. That yeah. was the that only was offset you could buy for years. Really? I yeah. loved that guitar. Yeah, that was... yeah really good. The um, one thing I did, like, talking of Affinity, I actually saw, and I can't remember if we talked about this one either, but I saw a bright orange Squire Affinity Telly yesterday. Bright orange? Denmark Street. What do you mean bright orange? Like, um, well, like, I can't remember orange. what... I, yeah, is it capri metallic? orange basically? No, no, it's capri. So it's like a white base undercoat with a. That's got to be a refin, right? Finish. No, I don't. It was like 150 quid. Weird. Okay. Yeah. How bizarre. I also, in the window of one of the stores, um, I walked past and I saw a kettle and it had some writing on it. And I was like, and, and I don't know why, I just did a double take and I looked at it again and it said, do not drink. So I read it again and it said, do not drink string boiling kettle. <laughs> was that? Was, I was that like you honestly can't afford to 
change your strings or are you just but, like really like vintage tone was was it a shop that specialized in bass no oh really no, it was okay. a guitar shop oh wow okay yeah, fine because that's it, a... it was the one that sell, it sells the most expensive custom shop les pauls right and they just boil some strings pop yeah, them on there. boiling strings yeah um, which you know that's what people used to do because strings were expensive yeah yeah but i mean come on just a, just a new set that's all you need before we move into the news, uh, I just we're want already in the news. We're not in the news. We're already we? we've this you've was, missed you've missed your opportunity yeah, to talk about no, the no, band no, no. We did. Joe we did, did. Joe didn't say news. No, so, I didn't sorry. say news, and it wasn't news because we spoke about them last week. And then this section that we've just done is more rumors. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Great um, record. Great, just, it really is. Just record. before we move on, I just want to say the Marshall DSL fifty oh, is God, the best go. amp ever made. I fundamentally, utterly we disagree had a, with you. I had a band practice on last night. Two DSL fifties in the room. It's just and the an first SVT time you've heard head. a loud amp. It's That's not. It. It's honestly I think, not. I think. I think it is. It's honestly not. We've been practicing once a week for the last four or five weeks, and with a load of different amplifiers. And last night was hands down, like by far the best tone that we've had. SVT head. Um, and two DSL 50s if you're in a band that is like just a couple of guitars and you play like rock or like punk or anything that's really basic DSL 50 and an SVT is the best amp combination you could have I saw you put that on there and I was going to ask because this is one thing that like them not having this sort of product lineup anymore DSL what because you've got DSL 50 JCM 2000 are they the same thing yes JCM 2000 is the the series And then, so you yeah. had DSL 50, DSL, yeah. DSL 100, TSL 60, so dual, yeah. dual Super Lead 50, Dual Super Lead 100, Triple Super Lead 60, and uh, Triple Super Lead, uh, League, Super Lead uh, 100. 100. Yeah. So it was two-channel or three-channel, 50 watts on the two-channel, and 100 watts on the two-channel, 60 watt on the, two, the three-channel. The, the three-channel ones sound pretty poor. They're like pretty... Um, objectively poor but DSL 50 even the DSL 100s don't sound that great but DSL 50 yeah. for me is, is the best guitar amp ever made and, and that's the evolution from the 87 right so that was the kind of the real 80s one that had like the master volume non-master volume like the classic no it's just it's just plexi. it's just a two channel amp basically so you've got yeah. two two chan- uh, two channels clean which has got a gain and a volume on it and a drive yeah. or what they call ultra lead i think that has a gain and a volume three band eq and reverb and that's it yeah it's so good effects loop um but you don't need that forget about that um no one needs an effects no, loop definitely not i'm going to say if you've not heard one try out a dsl50 an old one British made DSL 50 easily the best guitar I've ever made I don't want to hear a peep out of you boys okay fine whatever that's my Marshall Minute anyway should we dive Marshall in Marshall Minute <laughs> should we dive in some news news good I thought you were going to do something Christmas themed oh I don't know why. should I yeah do something Christmas themed ho 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 it's news Good, good. Um, let's start. I was, I was on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I just, we should have maybe prepared that. Uh, can we? Bit. Can we? Can we talk about the the big news first? No, we'll talk about them in the order. No, because the big news isn't in the Fine. order. What's the big news, Jay? You wanted to bring this up, I think. <laughs> well, I just think it's important to bring up because, she- so Schechter have announced. 
27 new guitar 28 new guitars oh they should have done in, in what 36 36 or 37 finishes all for 2017 and like it, it seems like a lot it seems a it little a lot. excessive it is I, a lot. I've sort of been trying to make sense of the of the range and I'm not going to go through all of them because there's well because there's 28 of them in a number of different finishes so I've just picked a few and I think we should just talk about the like give us the hits the new models give us the hits so they have uh, the the first thing they've brought out is the Banshee Extreme series when you can't go any further go extreme, extreme. so the like Matty maybe you can uh, drop in on this the Banshee the Schecter Banshee is a like a long running guitar right but it's just in they've always made no because extreme is like there is like another range yeah extreme is a range they do the omen extreme and the hellraiser extreme see, in their I th- see yeah but i think that the um because they've got a number of these um suffixes so the ex- i think that the that they've done the banshees and they've done some guitars in the extreme range but they've never done a banshee extreme, extreme. i don't right. think they have either so they've done they've they've got a banshee extreme a banshee uh fr extreme and then a banshee 7 and they all seem pretty run of the mill there's a bunch of different colors it's like a, for those um, it's a super yeah it's a, super well, it's, 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 a, it's a single humbucker it's a, an hss but i don't know if the banshees before that were the same yeah. i've got a feeling that they weren't i think a shift no. banshee is something else entirely yeah. this news i i read about this news on the train on the way home and i haven't had all i was able to do was look at the specs of these i haven't had a chance to Go through well, and do some I mean, proper research. Is, if you're going to talk about these guitars, there's only one you have to talk about, and that is the Mark Thwaite okay. Solo Two. Yes, there there are some super cool um, things in this range, and this is the, not one of them. Okay, which, let's wait. Wait, wait which one's cool? the Thwaite? Oh yeah, the, the purple oh, one, purple burst, pearlescent. Yes. So it goes from that purple to blue. Yes, that is so All cool. gold hardware. Yeah, it's happening with a gold Bigsby. That's happening. That's great. I really like. Um, um, I'm I, in. I, the, those are some of the weirder things, though. I do think the um, the Sun Valley Super Shredder. They look amazing. They, so they, yeah. these look great. Now that is them taking a slice right out of Charvel's uh, San Dimas sort of uh, market. Yeah. So um, the the Sun Valley Super Shredder is is like is one of the more interesting ones. There's again a bunch of different. Uh, so there's a couple of different models. Um, let me just find where it is again. So they, there's the 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 cool looking one. Which is it like like you say, it looks like the uh the San Dimas. Yeah. So double humbucker. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Zebra humbucker. Double zebra humbucker, which is a new type of EMG pickup. Okay, Wait, this ties into the other news then. Okay, well, yeah. so this is so this is a new EMG pickup that's on these guitars, which is the retroactive, uh, the retroactive range. See what they've done there because retro, yeah. means sort of looks old. Yes, active. Yes, means it's active. Yes, and there is a word. Yes, in the dictionary that is retroactive. There is. And that's what these are. They are the retroactive uh, pickups. So anyway, I was doing a bit of research on these, and I came across a video on the EMG website of uh, Richie Faulkner okay. from uh, Judas Priest. There we go. Judas Priest. And the, the video is utterly, utterly ridiculous. It's him just shredding on a Les Paul with these retroactive zebra humbuckers in there. And the video, it's a, a minute long, the uh, video. The first thing he says is... The first thing he says is, Hello, my name's Richie Faulkner from the band Judas Priest, and I'm here at EMG headquarters checking out the new retroactive pickups. And then he plays for a bit. He plays for about 45 seconds and, after well, that. He plays for, yeah, he plays for a little bit. And then he stops and he goes, Well, I'll tell you one thing. They look good. <laughs> That's the end of the video. That is That's the end of the video. Not he like, the there's, sound then like a, there's then like there's like an outro where he just goes like EMGs are where you build your tone or something like that. Yeah, he but said, he literally says, the only thing the EMG they've just put out a video. It's had seventy five thousand views, and all the the only information that you get from there is Richie Faulkner likes the look of them. They look good. That's that's it. Like. What are you thinking? Um, you can't put that on the internet. Utterly, yeah. utterly ridiculous. But in the other San, Sun Valley Super Shredder, they've... Um, this is the FRS model. Yeah. The FRS. So they've gone a bit bananas with Sustainiacs. Yeah, but so I think the that's Sustaini- cool that we're getting those in like standard line guitars. So they've, a- they've actually done that in a, in a couple of these. So there's a Sustainiac in this Sun Valley Super Shredder. It's been in the Keith Merrow for a while. For, for the rest of the audience and for Jay and Joe, who obviously won't know how these work, Matt, do you want to just, to subscribe, <laughs> uh, just describe what a, a Sustainiac does? Yeah, it's basically <clears throat> the same as uh, an Ebo. So most people will probably be a little bit more familiar with an Ebo. Basically, it's a magnet that reacts effectively with the string, causing it to continuously vibrate. And that's exactly what a Sustainiac does. Um, but it works from the magnet in, in the pickup. So, But it causes all six strings to vibrate continuously. I do know what that is, thank you very much, because... Uh, the Jackson Paul Collin Phil Collin Phil Collin from Def Leppard signature yeah. not Paul I was I was desperate not to say Phil, Phil Collins. Collins Phil Collin yeah. signature 
had a uh, Sustainiac in it, it. and um, I sold one. We had one in the shop. We had one for ages, and I sold it. And it came back like a week later because the sustain out was broken and Jackson couldn't couldn't sort us out. Right, it yeah, went- it's it's weird. Um, I saw someone using one the other day and we were getting some amazing sounds out of it. And I was just like, you can't buy them. They're so difficult to even yeah. buy yeah. from Fernandez. It's like just why is it, don't Fern- you sell is it them? Fernandez who own it? Then? Yeah, do they? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I think they own the patent. Um, yeah, but so, I also saw that that Schechter have done a Robert Smith signature. Oh, that's exactly the so one I'm looking we're, at right we're now. We're bouncing all over the place. Let me finish with the standard lines, okay, and then we okay. can move on to okay. the the Do signatures. It. So there's this they've is also Jay's thing. Out... He was while we were eating dinner, he was like scribbling down notes. I was trying to because so there's a lot of information to get through. So they also brought out the Apocalypse range, which right. looks like it's going to be a new the worst X Men movie. Uh, that was <laughs> X Men Two. No, that's a good one. I can't remember. Apocalypse is all right. That's a new one. Yeah. It was all right. Tap. Um, the Apocalypse range, which looks like... Um, Maddie, my girlfriend, said that it looked like when you pour oil in water. and Or it's like if you see like an oil spill on a rainy day. Yeah. That's what the finish looks like. So they've done that in a C1, a C1FR, a C1FR sus, so a Sustainiac... And a C7. It just se- honestly, it just seems like overkill. But th- and they've got they Far Eastern built, and they've got um, they look USA a lot like Schecter the Keith Mero, um model that's current that is currently out. That yeah. sort of finish, similar body setup. shape. That's the, yeah. the the C shape is that and is the finish that body shape. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, and then there's there's a load of acoustics, including oh, like a couple of acoustics. yeah, Robert Smith, blah blah blah. Can we talk about the E1? The oh yeah, there, there's that as well. So that E1, is actually a good guitar. So the it's E1, a great the E1 standard. Yeah. And then there's also another E1. Honestly, it's, there's so much bloody rubbish. The, Just, e, <laughs> the E1 is an Explorer. It is. Yeah, it looks like it's a cross between uh, an Explorer and an Ibanez Destroyer. I would say. Yeah. Um, it's got some of the kind of cut-ins to the body that the Destroyer has because obviously you can't just make a Explorer shape I don't think you think you have to put a bit of a twist on it I guess so um, but yeah that looks good so they've done the E1 there's three new E1 models there's the E1 standard which they've done in black and honeyburst which is just a cool looking Explorer with Alnico pickups yep. and then there's the E1 FRS which is again like an, an E1 with a Floyd Rose and a Sustainiac yeah and They're it only comes in purple. Oh, there are yes, loads of purple great. as well. So there's that, and there's also, a, they've released a Solo 2 standard. The Solos are cool. So which they're, just, they're, it's just a Les Paul Junior. Well, they're, well, really, they're super thin. Yeah. yeah, what's that? Um, the Eclipse is the closest thing to it, probably. Is it? ESP market. Eclipse. ESP, yeah. Eclipse. But they're made at the same place, aren't they? The Shectors and ESPs. Uh, I believe so, yeah. And then there's a load of other stuff. This Mark Thwaite, who, I don't know who he is, some, some fella. session geezer. He's it's just a Les Paul with a big speed, which Talk goes back to which goes back to something that I make a point of in Gear of the Year, and I'm not spoiling too much. But just because no spoilers, stick, just because you stick a big speed on something doesn't make it good. Yes, it does. And we go we go into this in Gear of the Year, so yeah. I'm not Ooh, gonna say anything. So the, the, Talk the, about the Robert, the Robert Smith. Smith. That's Robert all Smith anyone is cares probably about. The most exciting thing in this list. It's cool. It's a totally what's great about the Robert Smith is it's a totally unique shape. Now I believe I mean, they looks like he sneezed while he was trying to draw <laughs> No. This when he is... was trying to draw a Les Paul he sneezed. It, I, I think it looks brilliant. I think it's a really interesting shape. He's had this guitar for some time. It's just the twelve string that's an addition to the market. Uh, and I don't know if they actually had it as a standard liner if it was just custom shop, but I think it's it has been a standard model for a while it's, it? yeah. Um, yeah. it's got glow in the dark side dots. 
Of course yeah, it has. That's, well, but that's totally um, useful. Robert Smith is really old, so he needs like the little <laughs> help. Like, oh, but I can't that, is useful. that is useful if you've got like a light show going on. That, that's why loads of players like tape. Yeah, or just tape to the back. Or of just the neck. know what you're playing. Oh, I think someone you're throwing yourself around. Like Robert Smith. Robert Smith does not throw himself <laughs> around <laughs> when he's like climbing the PA on, and mate. launching Who are you himself. Of? He just, are you thinking of that one <laughs> video of Pearl Jam from 1991? <laughs> 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 um Robert Smith looks like a sack of spuds that someone's put some makeup on. Uh, no. I mean, he's not jumping around. <laughs> yeah, he might be. Have you been to a show recently? No, well, the music's my- awful. <laughs> No, Someone I know saw them live and they played for three hours. Oh, God. Three hours? I was like, there's only so many times you can play Love Cats and then that's it. Yeah. I, don't think like... I've, I, I don't think I've ever done anything for three hours, except maybe sleep. Pop gear of the year podcasting. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Imagine playing a show for three hours. So what, you know, personal preferences aside, this looks like a terrible guitar, but what's the spin on it this time around? I really like it. A chambered mahogany... Sort of offset Les Paul. I think that's a really cool idea. Look I don't know what the, the have we mentioned is. that this Seymour is a twelve string. Look how many strings it is. Twelve. What's wrong with twelve strings? Seymour Duncan fifty nine humbuckers in it. It's cool. Volume. Both push the, pull. The problem. The problem that I've got here. Okay. The problem that I've got here is for every. That we're not talking about a Fender Baja Tele. No, no, no. For every <laughs> like this does look interesting and it does look cool, but for every cool guitar that like Schechter are announcing like they've announced this looks cool they've announced that E1 standard looks cool they've announced these you know for irrespective of what we think about the pickups these like super shredders and the fact that they've got the S um, the Sustainiacs you know they are cool for the right people the fact that they've like chucked so much other crud in with it it's just bonkers. I mean, it's a yeah. big, it's a big old announcement. Not like everyone's going to forget about all of these guitars because mean, there's there's 28 have been announced. You mean your mind's not yeah. blown by the DJ Ashbur signature model? <sighs> there is, there's a there's, lot of stuff there, and I, I get where you're things. coming from, but some, I think. I, just, I think, I like, all in all, this is a good, exciting line of stuff. The Robert Smith acoustics are not so exciting, but... You can uh, get it in the, with a star that is black or a star that is white. Yeah, it's, that's it's right. It's a black star <laughs> on a black guitar, so yeah. you can barely see it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Very, yeah. very well, weird. Well, also, the one with the white has got a, it's got a pick-up, and the black one does not. Oh, so... Oh, God. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's infuriating. They've announced, they announced some cool stuff. They announced some stuff which, you know, that's a really broad selection of guitars there's stuff that like even us who generally wouldn't ever like think to go near a Schecter but they are like they oh, all of a sudden like stuff. these are cool guitars that like I really want to have a go on those at that E1 standard I think that will be really really cool but then they announce oh, just so not thought through like if they take one second to think about whether it was a good idea to make the um, Robert Smith have like the Oh, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm the um, the uh, listeners uh, and viewers, you can check this out on SchecterGuitars.com. They've got the complete range up there. I really like the TS-H1B. Catchy Cl- name. Classic, Catchy yeah. Name. And what I like is it's S, um, like, backslash H. So yes, that if yeah. anyone ever puts it on a price card in it a guitar shop, like it'll look like it says second hand. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a Brian but May. That, yeah, it's kind of like, that it's guitar's kind of like a Brian May, certainly in colour, with the Bigsby. It's hollow-bodied. It looks cool and retro. It's got mini humbuckers on it, or those uh, sort of Gretsch-style humbuckers. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think there is some... Um, 
I'm with Jay. They have released a lot of stuff, and some of it's a bit weird. But there are some cool models out, and I'm really glad that Schecter are actually embracing this side of things because certainly Agreed. their catalogue for the last few years has been, uh, for for our taste, a little bit modern. So um, it's really nice to see some retro stuff in here, like the Explorers, like the Charvel yeah. style Super Strats, and then some more interesting bits like this this TS H1B. Like, I just think that like. Because so this is their their Nam announcement. Yeah, and you know, I it's when you see announcements like this that I start to get a little bit annoyed with Nam because they didn't need to announce all these guitars at the same time. No, They're not no. going to be out for Christmas, so why does it matter when yeah, you're yeah, announcing yeah. them? They should have announced half of them now, and then the other half they should have announced at, for Frankfurt. Yeah, you know, or or just at another time of but the year. As with companies like Ibanez and ESP, that's not how they work. You know, it'll be that is their big product law that's all their guitars for the next year you know yeah, they just know. do it in one hit they just replace the entire catalogue basically but, th- but the thing the thing that I think is weird is that people like I think Schecter they know that like you say they know that Ibanez and ESP and you know PRS and Fender and Gibbs they know that all these companies are going to make a big announcement uh, in January, but so I mean, they're Fender, all they're Fender all, have done this already. Well, absolutely, but so have PRS, and you know, PRS, the PRS aren't going to be out until March. Yeah, you yeah. Know? They know that all of these guitars, the Gibson are, guitars, are out already. They, well, absolutely, but they know that they're all being announced, and I think that they're worried that if they don't announce these things now, people aren't going to buy them. But it's almost 2017, and nobody owns only one guitar, like. If people want to buy these guitars, they are going to buy them, and they might buy two guitars next year. Like yeah. even people like it, it, it Jay, just, your brain's going to explode. Yeah, I'm just to take a step back. You didn't get this angry in gear of the year. Yeah, I just like there's some cool stuff here, and it just seems to be like maybe I need to get a job at Schecter. And, and like just go. Oh, just, what you want to do is like have generation game. Like they come past and you go no, no. yes, yes, no, <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> What were you thinking? I think, um, yes. I think sometimes, though, from like a manufacturer's perspective, it's like gaining pre-orders so they know how much to make. Because if they release them all, they know roughly from how many dealers across the Definitely. world they who, should make. Who would be so arrogant as to announce pre-orders without actually having the stock ready to go? Yeah, uh, of I'll, I'll have you know that they, uh, there was a slight production issue with the mugs. <laughs> But they are now in production and they'll be sent out very soon. Before if Christmas. If you've ordered mugs, and, well, they may mm. get to you before Christmas, maybe. Um, if you've ordered mugs and T-shirts from guitarnerds.net forward slash shop, they are on their way. Um, and uh, we have also just gone back into production on the GTR NRD shirts, which we weren't going to do, but we had so much demand for them that we've, uh, we've launched those again in the shop. So get your shirts now. Let's do... I mean, we're nearly up at an hour. I know. We well, there's, there's, we've talked about a lot of stuff. We have so talked. We've got, there's loads more news. There's brand of the week. There's actually an additional brand of the week. I as think well. the brand of the week is so special that that's going to have it to go into Patreon. Patreon. There are actually there's the brand of the week that I've told you about, and there's another brand of oh, the week. Oh God! So, that also doubles up as news. So if brand of the week is going to become the Patreon, yeah, and I'm uh, talk about this bit. No, I think all of brand all of the brand of the week should go into the Patreon I think because so it's so too, special I think okay. I think we need to get through this news right. and we need to do some questions we do okay. we have waffled for a bit let's yeah. do one other maybe one other big maybe we'll do a couple bits but one other big bit of news uh, Mesa Boogie announced the Triple Crown TC50 Matt Knight what are the details uh, yeah so I mean this is the f- I was thinking about this this is the first time that Boogie have released a new amp in quite some time like a, a completely new circuit obviously I know they had John Petrucci which was a, like a modified 
Mark II. So they're taking an already sort of existing amplifier and modding it more to his spec. This is basically brand new. So TC50, the Triple Crown, is a 50-watt three-channel EL34 powered amplifier. Wow, okay. Yeah. Don't know whether it's going to replace the dual rec or not. I mean, they're basically saying that obviously the dual rectifier is, you know, their most successful amp they've ever made. And we've talked about it plenty of times of being like that classic 90s American rock produced, you know, amp sound. You, know, you don't have to do a lot to it. You just mic it up and, it, and it's, it's that classic sort of boogie sound. Um, and so this one, they've said they've kind of taken that and they've used that as kind of an idea and then basically got a more harmonically rich channel two and three so it's still going to have the kind of classic sparkly american clean sound which to me always kind of lacked in the bottom end a little bit but it all had a lot of top end so it's great if you're using things like les pools or humbuckers which most people who are using these sort of amps are and then you know got a much sort of heavier gain in channels two and three i suppose the main thing is bringing it to the modern world is you've got midi so you've got 256 presets of course, of course. Is, Have course. You um, it's like he's attracted to bits things that have why does this amp have midi and matt happens to be the one talking about it he's the one who's the only one who would know about it he was the only one who'd bring up the midi that's the thing and the problem is that when i'm playing uh with my dsl 50 i do often (laughs) think i've got to preset 255 and that's all there is on the marshall so is there an amp out there matt that's 50 watts um, and that will go up to 256 presets no but i think the (laughs) you uh, just said there is (laughs) actually you just said uh, well, this one it, does. Well, this one, I suppose. Yeah, well, this one, yeah. So well, I just I, completely I, I, undid I the gag. Said... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you so... said Marshall. Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit there. Oh, right, okay. So, like, there's twin MIDI. Is that what that means? Because I thought MIDI yeah, only I went mean, to um... 120... Yeah, but then you, but then you could have 127 banks of 127. What? No, what it what it is. No. You've got zero yeah. to one hundred and twenty-seven. You've yeah. got you've basically got two two set two starting sets of numbers zero or one. Yeah. So zero will be uh, yeah one hundred and twenty-seven, and one will be one hundred and twenty. Yeah, one hundred and twenty-seven. I knew you could have banks. I didn't. No, it was two though. So yeah, so there's two lots so of one hundred and twenty-seven of one hundred and twenty-eight. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, basically. MIDI is like. That's too many. Cha- that's too many presets. You don't need that many channels. Don't need it. But I'd rather have I'm... that than you know than than a finite amount that might run out. But they might the thing, run though, out, isn't it? It's not like they can go. Oh well, we only want ten. It's just that the way that MIDI works gives you sure. that yeah. number. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah. The um... so it's not like they're going to go. Oh, we're going to limit it. But I mean, yeah, most people probably never are. But however, it is good in a studio if you think if you're reamping and you've got things hooked up via MIDI and you're doing something on Logic, you can obviously MIDI map amp channels to change while you're reamping. So a chorus part and a verse part can in theory have two different amp settings without you physically having to change the amp because it will recall the amp settings for you. Yeah, that's great. I think they look great as well. Future. I mean, it's a pretty traditional Mesa setup, but it's got um, a sort of modern I actually modern I twang. really like the way yeah, it looks. Yeah, yeah they, they look, look great. great. That's yeah, the best, I, best the soft looking... corners and and loads of sort of leatherette on the uh, on the actual cover. It, it yeah. looks, they, they look and really nice. And bizarrely, 
bizarrely, they make a they're making a rack mounted version. Are they? So I'm assuming they are thinking about studio Matt gear because they're, they're actually doing a for you rack unit version. They've obviously which is been weird, listening like, to you. Yeah, I think it's two U panel and then two U is like the power amp section. Right, but it's got. Um, internal bias so if you want to you can change the valves without any need for rebiasing right. so you can put um, 6L6 6V6 or EL34s in it so loads of different cool sounds well. basically you I mean you have to switch the valves out but yeah some yeah. different yeah. Um, and then different. cab cl- and then cab clone as well so oh, yeah, yeah. Um, of course do we know how much they're going to be Matt? yeah so I think it's, it's they are 2299 so wow. they're about standard boogie money and i suppose the the main thing from looking at the picture of the head it looks like it's not the full super size of the triple wreck i think it's more like the three-quarter size yeah yeah it looks like uh, it's like a mark five. a little bit more yeah. manageable yeah yeah definitely jay cross you are looking at all the colors of affinity strat and telly for some reason i am um i was just i happened to click onto the wrong tab and i was on the uh, i was on the fender website earlier and matt you'll never guess what fender have announced They've announced an Affinity Telly in competition orange. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. That's what you saw. Is it? Yeah, they've announced Affinity Telly and Affinity Strat in competition orange, race green, um, race red, and slick silver alongside the other classic colours such as butterscotch, blonde, black, white, and sunburst. Cool. A um, lot of stuff being announced at the moment. Almost, it is. almost too much. Maybe someone should say something about it just step in me just like five minutes ago episode one of Branton's Ranton is going to be stop releasing so much stuff (laughs) coming soon to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds right um, we've done loads of news we should do some questions before we dive headfirst into Patreon we're going to have to remember that we've got to talk about this the the rest of these news bits next week when they're going to be not next week news Oh, okay. There's next no next year. week. Next, next year. year. We'll talk okay. about them next year. Nah, they're all um, right. So, there are only other questions. There weren't that many other great bits of news. It was all small stuff. There's loads of... Yeah, oh, there's, there's loads one of... one good bit. But... Uh, what? The Empress yeah. FX unveiling their 10th anniversary tremolo. We should actually no, mention that, it... that very briefly. Um, well, Just or because you... there's a competition for it at the moment. Or you could go onto guitarnerds.net oh, guitar and uh, look on the front page. Joe Branton wrote that up on the website. You could go and uh, go and read about that now. Oh, don't tell them that I wrote it. I, d- I didn't proof it at all. Ah, <laughs> uh, be fine. I didn't proof it either. I'm sure it's um, fine. Let's no, do. S- I, I was more interested in the mod devices mod duo, which I think maybe we'll bring up. I'll bring up on the Facebook group. But it's basically like an M5, but it's all computer programmed. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. All plugins. Okay, let's cool. let's talk about that in the Facebook group. Let's do questions. Questions. Um, Hunter also, says we've got stockings. Stockings. Yeah, what, these behind us. Yeah, I just there's, feel we should mention it. There's nothing in them. I know, but the listeners aren't aware that we have stockings with yeah, yeah. our own names on them. Yeah, we have. Our head. I think it's an incredible bit of set dressing. Send us stuff to put in them. Yeah, send us send someone, us things. Someone asked in the chat earlier, they did say like, oh, what's in your stockings? And I didn't have the heart to say nothing because nobody sent us any gifts. If people want to send us gifts, um, go into the Facebook group and we can put our PO Possibly box. Possibly your address. Yeah, put my home address. No, put, we'll put the PO box in there that we use and you can send us gifts if you want to. No used pants. I don't want that. I'll take anything. 
There we go. Um, so, Hunter says, I've been a guitarist for a while, but I joined a punk Hunter. band as a bassist. I just bought a Sans Amp for our first gig a few days ago, ran it through the house PA. Any other pedal recommendations to get a nice drive or fuzz sound without it cutting out too much of the low end, Joe Branton? Oh, it's so tricky, isn't it? Like, fuzz for bass. Yeah. Drive for bass is a hard thing. Like, I don't use a drive pedal to drive a bass. I, I use a preamp. I think drive is harder than fuzz. Yeah. I guess so. Fuzz, you're going to disappear in the mix anyway if you use fuzz because the very nature of fuzz is that well, it really reduces the Unless sp- they've the, got the a decent spectrum. blend on there because you can bring in yeah, some of the original sound. I mean, I think fuzz is there for like lead parts, isn't it? When you, you don't have other stuff going yeah. on. Like, don't ever use a fuzz if you're planning to support the guitar in like a, a loud, large yeah. section. That's not what they're for. Yeah, if you're just holding down the rhythm section, you don't really want fuzz all no. over your... Exactly. See, I've got a different perspective on this in the You hate fuzz. Well, there is that, uh, yeah, but also I think it's a preconception that if you're in a punk band, and I'm sure Mark would agree with me here, if you're in a punk band or a rock band in general, that your bass needs to be distorted. Clean as oh, possible. It shouldn't be distorted, it should be clean and you should let you're not there I'm gonna address this to you, no, no, Joe. That's fine. You're not there to have fun. <laughs> You're there, there to, to like hold it down so that other people can have fun. I completely agree. Yeah. So I, um, you I think, shouldn't. I don't think you should be driving your bass. No, no. I think bass players can really over um, overdo that. I don't. I don't use fuzz um, because yeah, I can't find a place for it. I always put like fuzz pedals on my board every now and again because you know you play them at home and you're like, oh yeah, this sounds great. This is a really interesting tone. I can never find a place for them. I think modulation is really easy to, to get in and I think you can do some creative things with that. I think delay is a tough one as well because there's so little like definition yeah. on the bass anyway that unless you've got a lot of room, it, it doesn't work. Reverb is it can be okay, but you need like something like a jazz bass where you, you've got like loads of all those harmonics and all that top end coming through to be able to get reverb to work. Drives, however, if you want an additional drive, you've actually got one of the best things for it already. The Sans Sans Amp. But if you're already using that um, as kind of a a preamp, then I'd recommend another Sans Amp. No, well, I'd I'd recommend probably the the Boss uh, BB1X. That's what I use as my drive pedal, and I also have a Sans Amp. SV, uh, what they called Sansam VT bass. bass. I I use that as a as a preamp just to warm everything up as well before it hits my amp, but. Fuzz-wise, I have never found a fuzz for bass that I'm happy with, so it is hard to recommend. The only I one, always like the Big Muff. Yeah, the only I one... I always thought... Russian Big Muff, I think, is the only acceptable fuzz on bass, but they are almost impossible to find, so there are some nice clones and stuff out there. But, um, yeah, apart from that... I guess the... I just don't think you need... The current Big Muff Pie, yeah, which it's is... fine. Which is it's, it's, it's £60, pounds, which it's fine. is... God, do you remember when we started doing this podcast and it was 45? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inflation. Oh, wow. Mate, if you, need, if you need me to lend you 15 quid, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. Down on his luck, Branton. <laughs> Jay Cross, have you got any questions from the YouTube? Uh, yes. We've got time for one more question, then we're going to wrap this baby up. Okay, this will be a quick one. Uh, Robin wants to know, uh, what's a good distortion slash almost high gain pedal with great chord definition? Matt Knight. Matt's drinking yeah. out of a jar right now. That was a vase. I'm drinking out of a pink jar with a picture of a bulldog on it. Good, good. Um, what do I really like that's high gain? Ramble Effects Marvel Drive yeah. was really good for that, that marshall sort of thing. 
Um, I liked the Pedal Pal JC800 emulator. Yes. Um, I would we even reviewed s- recently. I thought that sounded very good. I would go as far as saying that's got better chord definition than the um, Ramble FX because it's not quite as high gain and it's got yeah. a bit more... We talked about this, didn't we? It's a more organic set. Like a, It sounds like a JCM800 in a room rather than the recorded sound yeah, of a yeah. JCM800. Actually... The other one that I kind of really liked was the JHS uh, Charlie Brown was quite good. And the Morning Glory, which is there based on, I think that's the one that's based on the Blues Breaker, the Marshall Blues Breaker. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite good because that's designed to give you the Marshall in the box from Marshall. Um, So more on the low gain side of thing, but, you know, plenty of like punch. You're getting like more of the guitar and the chords coming through rather than you are like loads of gain. Yeah. There was some, so yeah, just a decent 800 emulator, basically, or you know, 800 in a box would do it generally. But yeah, the pedal pal well, effects is good. Marvel's really. Marvel what company? Really good. What company are doing the best Marshall in the boxes at the moment? Um, pedal pal effects, no. uh, Ramble effects, no, no, the amps. The, sorry, the, not, not the pedals. Oh, right, okay. What, you're, you're what amp gonna, company? You're going to talk about Friedman pedals? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Friedman do the, do their uh, their brown eye overdrive, and. You know, what, what, you're yeah. my brown, brown overdrive. overdrive. Yeah, there you go, exactly. Which is definitely the reference that we're going when for. When we used to sing, Sha la 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 just like that. Sha la 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 la. We should do this as the la 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 Yes, great song. That was good. That was good song. Is there? Yeah. Who sings that? It's that Welsh guy who everyone thinks is American. Is he Welsh or Cornish? Maybe. I'm, <laughs> I don't know where about. Van Morrison is. So, um, hopefully, that's answered your questions. <laughs> There's a few options there. Um, we're going to wind up this episode. Um, it is going to wind up Joe Brandon. We are going <laughs> to constantly wind up Joe. We Brandon. haven't done either of my brand of the weeks. Well, it was because we're going to do it in the Patreon episode. Can I tell people what they're going to no. be? Yes, yes, you can actually. Oh, you right. Can. Okay, so if you want to hear. Joe Branton's rambling for another half an hour. Head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $5 a month, you get an extra 30 minutes of guitar nerds audio podcast every week um, and some other special stuff. Interviews with people, Joe Branton's new series, which was starting in 2017, the Branton Ranton, where he uh, goes on about things he doesn't like in the uh, guitar industry, in the guitar world. Uh, it's going to be, what, a 12-part series? And we're going to do yeah. one a month. Yeah, Is that right? right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. So a whole thing for a year, um, which should be worth listening to. From $10 a month, you become one of our Patreon executive backers, like these people have. Make it a Christmas tune. This is supposed to be a Christmas podcast. Christmas time is here. I was going to do it as Santa. Yeah, get me some bells. Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Tony Blair, Carlos Mantra, Andrew Marco, Mark Ross, JD Short, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday. David Carroll, Andy McKenzie, Brad Pitt, you sexy man, Paul Gorrigan, Jack Godfroy, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moore, Gravit, and Colin Anderson. Merry Christmas. My brown-eyed Joe, my lovely...
That was terrible. Anyway, the uh, the uh, fun-filled Patreon things. Uh, I'm going to be talking about. Here we go. Shredneck. Okay. Do you know what shred? I do know what shredneck okay. is. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, like I was talking about, I was getting really into the idea of travel guitars last week and the company Travel Guitar. Yeah. Well, now I've discovered Shredneck, who incidentally have just introduced a Billy Sheehan signature Shredneck. These are travel guitars that are just the neck of a guitar. That looks awful. You get seven whole frets. Is it not the same as Jamstick? Yes, it is, basically. Yeah. Is that the same that. as Jamstick? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're for shredding, man. Yeah, you can only shred on them, which is why Billy uh, oh, Sheehan's got one. They're more or less the one. coolest things in the world. And what's cooler than that? Ice cool. Yeah. But also, the other really cool <laughs> thing that I'm going to be talking about is refinishing your guitar. How can you make your guitar cooler? Well, maybe don't smash bits of wood off of so it that, on the floor like that. Yeah. No, that is cool. Oh, that, that is, is cool. cool. Yeah, 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 that is yeah. cool. But I'm going to be talking about quality refinishing, but also DIY refinishing, including a company called SkinYourSkunk.com. Wow. Who offer plastic wraps for your guitar. That sounds terrible. In Hit, almost any finish. Hear more about it. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, if you want to join in the conversation, as always, go to Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Uh, if you want to go on Twitter, you can follow us at uh, guitar nerds on Instagram at guitar nerds, where Matt Knight is doing the Lord's work by producing great photography. Um, you can send us stuff as well. Get in the Facebook group. If you want to send us Christmas presents, uh, you can do. We will give you our P.O. Box address. Um, thanks very much for listening this year. It's been uh, ridiculous. You can't, like, just because we're saying goodbye, that's not the actual end of... Because there's gear of the year left. There is gear of the year. What I'm saying is... I th- did a big thanks, emotional goodbye Thanks for listening year. this year, and thanks for watching if you've been watching live um, oh, on man. YouTube this year. It's been uh, it's good. We've been doing stuff on Amplify on YouTube and doing all the stuff. Thanks for joining in. Um, do stick around next week for gear of the year. Uh, five hours spanning six just hours. Over, six five, hours. Sorry, five episodes five spanning episodes six, spanning hours, six hours. Yeah. Um, that we will decide what has been the best gear that we have and seen what has this been year. The best gear and year. also, possibly, what's the worst? Shall I do a massive spoiler? And no, just tell people don't say is? anything. It's time to go. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a good Christmas. Have a good New Goodbye. Year. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas, everyone. The winner of Peace. Gear of the Year. What?